couples that stay in content, which means couples that stay in their head, yeah. okay, they stay in conflict. And yeah. this is why, Carrie, yeah. because we're not getting down here to what I said a while ago, that I know you, Carrie. Right. I know how to talk to you. Yes. Why? Yeah. Because I found out. Hi, I'm Carrie Korn, a brand new therapist. And I'm Susan Goss, a seasoned therapist. Susan has been my mentor for years. And we love talking about therapy, faith, and relationships. So join us as we share some tangible truths with you. So welcome to this week's episode of Tangible Truths Podcast. Susan, I want to talk to you about something that you say quite often, and I'm wondering if you can help unpack it for me a little bit. Okay. Okay. Let's go. So you often say what we say is content. How we say it is the process. So if content is important, then process is essential. Wow. Right. Mm -hmm. So tell us a little bit, what's the difference between content and process and why is process so much more essential than content? That is a huge statement right there because content is basically information. Mm-hmm. Okay. We talk about content all day long. What are you having for dinner? Mm-hmm. Who's picking up the kids? Content is information. Process is how we deliver that information. Okay. So, so you're talking like tone of voice, tone, body language, body language, everything. So. I'm going to use a quick example. Okay. Okay. I know they can't see this, but I'm looking at you, Carrie. Mm-hmm. So I might say to you, Carrie, I like your blouse. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So I said it that way, but you don't really know if I like your blouse or not. Uh-huh. I mean, the way you did I kind s- of roll your eyes a little bit when you said that. <laughs> so really how I said that, I mean, you don't know if I'm making fun of your blouse. You don't know if I really like your blouse. You may walk away thinking I've shamed you about your mm-hmm. blouse. I mean, you have no idea because how I said that was not definitive. I mean, I didn't say, Carrie, I love your blouse. Right. And, you know, that is a genuine, you know that I love your blouse. Sure. It was very clear. That's exactly right. Just that is a very practical example Mm -hmm. of how I delivered that message. So it's, it's the delivery. I know you so well. You and I are so close that I know what speaks to you. I know how to deliver right. the information that you will receive it. Mm-hmm. In other words, that's the process. I okay. know that's a long way of answering right. that question, but content is information. Which is part of everyday conversation. It is. But it, it seems like the process can actually be more like volatile than the content itself. I'm even thinking like Definitely. a couple sitting down talking about finances. Mm-hmm. You know, the money aspect is the content, but the tone of voice, everything around that could really make that process either successful or really volatile. Absolutely. And, you know, you'll hear some people say, well, you're just speaking in black and white language. Mm. Yes. No. Is this true? Yes. No. Where many, many other people will will explain It may be just the information, but if I'm delivering something, I will put some emotion behind that to explain Mm -hmm. because I'm speaking to your heart. So I'm going to explain it a different way. Okay. Content, you stay in your head. Mm -hmm. Process reveals more the heart. Mm. So you're really having an emotional connection with how you're responding. 
Exactly. Okay. So I have to ask a question because um, I am a child of the 80s and the 90s. Uh-huh. And those of us who grew up around that time, like sarcasm is our first language, right? Mm. So tell me, <laughs> I can see the face you're making. We're talking about process right now and you're cringing over there. But a lot of people are like, oh, I'm just being sarcastic. Oh, I'm just being funny. Mm-hmm. How do you feel about like that kind of process in talking about stuff? Oh my gosh. Well, should I just be very honest? I cannot stand sarcasm. Hmm. I mean, it can really kill a relationship. I know that a lot of people use sarcasm and think it's hilarious. And I will say, if you're with somebody and the agreement is they know each other so well that that person knows they're just being sarcastic and so there's no hurt feelings. Mm -hmm. But in general, sarcasm, if you do not know intimately the person that you're with and do not know that they're just being sarcastic and they'll say, I don't mean anything by that. It causes so many wounds mm-hmm. in a relationship. Right. It hurts so deeply. Even you saying that, I'm like, is it even worth the risk? No. Okay. <laughs> no. Tell me how you really feel, Susan. No. I mean, and the sofa in my office proves it. So many people can quote so many things, hurtful things that even I'm just thinking just several examples, sarcastic comments that professors have said to students, parents have said to children, Mm -hmm. friends have said to other friends, boyfriends, girlfriends have said in relationships, husbands to wives, wives to husbands. I mean, it is very sarcastic remarks, but the wounds go deep. Right. I think that's a really good example of the difference between content and process. Yes. You know, and sometimes it can be a little bit more subtle than that, but that Mm -hmm. sarcasm can really highlight Mm -hmm. the way we say things can really be more harmful than what it is we're actually saying. The way we say them can be so harmful. And like the example I gave you, I mean, I know that was a silly example, but it's a good example. You're thinking you're complimenting somebody and it may come across as a very, very sarcastic or very silly Mm -hmm. or very, you don't really know what the person says. You've got to know who you're talking to. Like you and I are very close. Mm -hmm. Again, I know what speaks to you. I know how to talk to you. I know, I know if you're sensitive to a certain language, so I'm not going to use that. So I know how to best speak to you. And I'm going to find that out if I love you and Mm. I care for you, I'm going to find that out. And so the way I speak to you process, that's process. Mm -hmm. I'm going to speak to your heart. And, you know, I am a parent. I have two sons and I'm going to speak to Chad a little bit differently than I do Jake. I've right. got two sons and that's the way you parent. I'm going to parent Chad differently. God, what does motherhood look like for me as it relates to mm-hmm. Chad? What does it look like for me as it relates to Jake? Same with my daughter-in-law, same with my grandchildren. That will be processed for me because their their sensitivities are different. Right. But content may be the same. Yeah. Delivery, different. Yes. It's interesting as you're saying this, because I think that we think like for me personally, and I used to be one of the most sarcastic people that I've ever known. And my defense used to be, well, this is just who I am. 
you know, as opposed to like, I have a kid who loves to joke and play around and be goofy and isn't very sensitive. But then I have other kids who are super sensitive and that's irresponsible of me to not know their hearts and to not try to communicate to them in a way that protects their heart and protects our relationship. Mm -hmm. Oh, wow. That is so wise. Yeah. 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 But I just think we get in this whole thing of like, well, this is just who I am. This is how I respond to people. Mm -hmm. You know, I shouldn't have to change. You're too sensitive. Yeah. But like what you're saying is really loving. If we genuinely love someone else. Yes. We're going to be sensitive to how we speak to them. Yes. And, you know, one of the phrases that I don't know when this happened to me, Carrie, I honestly, years ago, Uh years ago, but it was a time when I had with Jesus and I was literally looking in the mirror one time and I was just crying out to God. And so now I call it mirror moment. Mm. (laughs) But I think that's what we have to do. We have to look in the mirror. Yeah. And ask God that about us, because it's not easy. What we're talking about here, it doesn't come natural. Yeah. You know, it really doesn't, does it? I mean, no, it's so hard. It's hard. (laughs) It's so hard. It's hard. But that's where God does come in when we ask him to reveal that, because we need his help in every single relationship we have. But that's what I want to do. I want to be sensitive. And you are so spot on when we use the excuse, it's just who I am. Yeah. No, it's not just who we are because mm-hmm. God wants to be in us. If we invite him in, he's in. Yeah. But we have to invite him in. You know, he wants to be loving through us. He knows you. Mm-hmm. He knows you. And I want to be sensitive to you if you're in my life. Right. I don't want to hurt you. In any way, I love God and I love his people and I want him to love you through me. So what does that look like? Right. Listen, in practical everyday life, it gets hard. Well, and that's what I was just thinking is like, I get what you're saying about the way we say things matters more than what we're saying. And I can do really good with that until <laughs> I'm stressed or I'm overwhelmed or I'm in a fight with someone or I mean, I'm even just thinking just this week, I had a moment in the kitchen with my daughter. It was at the end of a day. I was exhausted. I just wanted to get dinner cooked so I could sit down and be left alone. And I responded to her in just a really harsh, abrupt way that I normally wouldn't have done had I been in a better mood or had I not felt so rushed or so stressed. And so I think that's where I get hung up is like, this is fine when everything in my life is going well. Mm -hmm. So what do we do in those moments when it just comes out? Like it comes out without even thinking. Yeah. And then the words have come out and it's come out in a way that you, like I saw my daughter's face. I saw her eyebrows just Mm kind of like pull in and I was like, oh, I didn't mean to say that as harshly as I did. Why did I even do that? Mm -hmm. And then at that point, I'm like, well, I screwed up. And today's already sucky anyway. So now it's just ruined, you know? Yes. You are given a scenario that happens to all of us all the time. (laughs) Well, that's good to know. And so, no, that is exactly what happens to all of us all the time. You know, and in that moment, you said it really well. You knew you messed up. Mm -hmm. And that happens to me all the time. And I cannot tell you how many times that I literally just stop, you know, and when I know it, maybe not in that moment that I do it, but I will go 
to whoever it is. And I'll say, I'm sorry. <laughs> and those are my two magic words. Right. And they're very familiar <laughs> words to me that I say those two words. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry. I stayed in my head. Mm. And those are words that I used. I stayed in my head and I get, I didn't let it go to my heart. Right. That's my map here. Yeah. When I say content and process, it's head and it's heart. Yeah. I didn't let it get there and yeah. I didn't recognize it and I just spouted off. Mm. I stayed in my head. And here is something that I say as a marriage therapist, this is what I tell my couples and it's going to relate to individuals. You don't have to be married, but I'm going to say it to you anyway. Couples that stay in content, which means couples that stay in their head. Yeah. Okay. Couples that stay in content all the time, they stay in conflict. They stay in conflict. And yeah. this is why, Carrie, yeah. of the scenario you just said. Yeah. Because we're not getting down here to what I said a while ago that I know you, Carrie. Right. And I know I know how to talk to you. Yes. Why? Yeah. Because I found out mm-hmm. how to talk to you. Because there's an investment and there's a relationship there is. and there's, there's a, care. There's ca- yeah. all of those things you just said. Yeah. Well, it really makes me think about when you talk about the head and content and staying in conflict. If you look at it from a brain science perspective, Mm -hmm. when we're feeling overwhelmed, fearful, attacked, and we stay in our heads, we go into protective mode and we are not nice people Mm -hmm. when we are in protective mode, but then to drop down into my heart and to say, you know, wait just a minute. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like, I know I'm upset here. I know I'm feeling frazzled, but I don't want to hurt the person that's standing in front of me. Mm-hmm. It calms down mm-hmm. that protective response mode that we tend to get in when we stay in our heads. Exactly. And then when I always go and say, say it was you that I barked at, mm-hmm. or if it was Steve, my husband or whoever, when I say that, everything calms down because that's my repair. Yes. When I say, oh, I'm so sorry. I did. I barked at you. Mm-hmm. It's an immediate repair. Steve's like, it's fine. Yeah. It's fine. It's okay. Or if it was Chad or whoever, mm-hmm. you know, it's okay. I don't but even... when we get in the consistency of making those repairs that's often right. and mm-hmm. like soon after, immediate, it, it tends to strengthen the relationship. Every time. But if we just sweep it under the rug and we don't apologize, Mm-mm. that's just like, Offense upon offense upon offense, and that drives people apart. That's exactly right. And you had said your defense mechanism growing up right. in those early years was sarcasm. Yes. So I think that was good to point out too. Yeah. And it's easy for me. I notice when I'm stressed in my head, that's uh-huh. what I fall back to. Uh-huh. That sarcasm just comes out of me mm-hmm. like it was, yeah. you know, like it owns me. And it's so frustrating because I'm like, no, this is not how I want. to respond to people. This is good stuff. Yeah. Oh, Carrie. Okay. This is good stuff. So can you give me a practical way to go from our heads to our hearts? Okay. Let's go like it's a map. Okay. Okay. Practically speaking, let's go over again, content head. Right. Okay. That's a super practical thing. So we're giving information. Let's think first who we're talking to. Mm. If you're talking to somebody, think about that, how they receive information. Mm-hmm. And then the message that you're giving, mm-hmm. you know, it may just be who's picking up dinner, whatever the information is. Think about who you're talking to, whether it's your child or it's your spouse, it's your friend, mm-hmm. it's your coworker. But think about how 
to deliver that message in a way where they can receive it. Process. Mm -hmm. And that, when I say process, I'm getting down to the heart. And so I'm thinking about the other person when I'm thinking about the process. Right. So there's my map, head to heart. So I'm thinking about relationship as well as delivering the information. Yeah. So what I hear you saying, first of all, is we have to slow down. We do have to slow down. Because these things are not natural, quick responses. No. I think what I hear you saying is you're putting the relationship Mm -hmm. higher than your own personal desire. I am. You know, like it's more important for me that this person and I stay in relationship with each other than things are done the way I want them to be done. That's exactly right. And Carrie, I'm going to put an addendum to this. I do this even over text. Like I don't randomly just quick, quick, quick text. I'm one of those people. Mm -hmm. When somebody texts me before I send on a response, I reread my text because I don't prefer my conversations to be over email or text Mm -hmm. because once you punch send, they're gone. Messages get lost in translation yes. over text and email and stuff. So and again, I, a quick response. When you're talking a, a texting, we're usually in a hurry. In like, a hurry. how can I respond as quickly as possible? And somebody can read that and and think, what? Yes. And you meant nothing. Uh, you had purity of thought. Yes. <laughs> you had good intent. <laughs> and they they misunderstood it. And so I reread several times my text before I punch in. Mm-hmm. Like, did I say what I meant to say? Right. So same concept here. Right. When you're texting. Okay. All right. I feel like this has been like a fire hose of information. It has been. And I want to go back and listen to this over again <laughs> because cause it, it is. It's something that we wrestle with. Mm-hmm. On a daily basis mm-hmm. of, you know, if content is important, then process is essential. And I want to get that process piece right. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't come naturally to us. Mm-hmm. So our tangible takeaway from today on how to move from content to process. And you're not saying content isn't important. No, content's is. important. Well, and it's part of our everyday life. We exactly. do it anyway. Yes. Mm-hmm. But we have to take that process piece into account for mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. So our tangible takeaway this week is first slow down mm-hmm. and then find your way from your head to your heart. Mm-hmm. And I love that. And it, even though this feels like a big concept, a really important concept, Those feel like really practical steps that I can take. Slow down and then find my way from my head to my heart. Just start thinking about it. Yep. Today. Okay. I love that. (laughs) So thanks for your wisdom, Susan. Oh, yeah. We're going to all take a deep breath. Oh, yeah. Before we have our next conversation. Yeah. We all have to work on it. I have to work on it. Don't you? Every day. Every day. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, guys, if you would like some more information on anything that we shared today, we would love for you to join us in the show notes. We'll have some great content there for you so you can have more content Mm -hmm. (laughs) and then learn learn a little bit more about process as well. So thanks for joining us. Thanks. Thanks for listening to the Tangible Truth Podcast, part of the KLRC Podcast Network.